When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestrino back again to talk with you about the week's most interesting news stories for the week of July 4th, 2023, here on News AF. If the story is buzzing like it's on crystal meth, it's about to be News AF. If the same old news makes you bored to death, it's time for some News AF. Actual, factual news. Yeah, that's right. We are here live on July 4th for News AF, talking about all of the most interesting news stories here on on America's birthday. And here, back with us, America and Pickleball's top influencer, Tyson Apostle Tyson, how are you? I'm great. Pickleball, fastest growing sport in America. Yeah. America, home to the four hundred million dollars in potential injury costs, though. Sure, whoa, but a lot of whoa. those injuries. Yeah. Four hundred million dollars in potential injury costs. That's what they're saying. It's a weird it's a hard number to project and say, but uh, you get a lot of people who are excited about a physical activity. They maybe haven't done anything for a handful of years. They hit the courts. They realize how fun it is. It's easy to pick up. It's not that shocking to your body initially. Okay. So then they end up staying out for too long mm-hmm. past the moment of fatigue because the fun and the ease of play have lured them into a false sense of security and being able to push themselves further than they have in a long time. Like if an old person was given endless intercourse, eventually they'd inter, you know, injure themselves. I think that's any right. person. That's what, what yeah. happened yeah. to Hugh Hefner, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. like either your joints will go out, back will go out, mm-hmm. you'll be in the hospital. Yeah. Now, it's like yeah. you're not liable for any of those injuries, right? <laughs> not that I know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope not. But yeah. I've, I can see it, but it's like the cost of, you know, like being active and physical and stuff like is probably in the long run better for these people. And the but problem isn't that to, pickleball is dangerous. It's that people who play pickleball haven't done anything active and then they find pickleball and they love it so much. They play it too much. That's correct. Kind of what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. They play it too much off the get go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Should there be a Surgeon General warning on no. pickleball rackets? <laughs> yeah, the, this is yes. too fun. Make sure to take a pause and measure your fatigue levels in between games. And then have like yeah. a pitcher, you know how they do with cigarettes, but on the paddle ball, a uh, bore, uh, whatever paddle mm-hmm. of a guy with like his back thrown out being <laughs> attended to by some. Yeah. And this could be the marketing campaign that really helps uh, get even more awareness if they have to like w- put warnings on it that it's too far. Yeah. yeah. It'll bring teenagers in. <laughs> yeah. That's there. They already are starting a little bit. The teenagers are. Mm-hmm. So finally the boomers had something on the teenagers that they wanted. And yeah, they so finally got it. It's, they tapped into it quicker than Survivor could. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, also here with us back once again on uh, one of his uh, favorite holidays, Danny Bryson. Mm-hmm. Danny, how are you? 
doing great for now. Yes. As we discussed in the pre-show, I'll become more and more nervous as the day moves on and we get closer to actual firework time. Things are, get a little hectic yeah, when are, the uh, flames start shooting. Are you with your entire extended family, Danny? Yes. It's like, I don't even know how many people are in my Wait family Wait a now. second. Guess You're with... What? Your ex, whose family? Yours or Liz's? Everyone's Both my, sides? on my side. I'm just my side, but that's a lot oh. of people. So that's eleven siblings with their spouses and then average kids. twelve kids per family. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be insane. Average about I think is three. Okay, so who has the most kids? Um, gosh, uh, four, five. I think one brother has like six, maybe. Oh. Uh, I like this. That's a, I think. I think honestly, he started having kids. He's <laughs> the one I know the were, lead. Yeah, you were in junior high. So he showed up once at a family get together, and I looked over at his wife and I said, "You're pregnant again," <laughs> and I realized that that was actually kind of insulting. But I was legitimately surprised because they were they had like a baby with them, dude. I'm like, my, dude, they're just like cranking them out. My oldest sister has six kids. She had six kids under the age of eight, no twins. For a decade, she was more pregnant than not pregnant. That's crazy. Six well, at least her kids, kids can help fund uh, your re, your uh, when she, retirement. Yeah. So wow. when she had her last kid, her oldest kid wasn't eight years old yet. That's and crazy. They had no twins, so you have to, you know, you got your nine months of pregnancy plus you're supposed to have that space in between that they say, like, don't make babies mm -hmm. for a handful of months, right? I yeah. don't know. Something like that. All and I know is that all these kids are firework age, basically now. And what do you define as firework age? If they're mobile, mobile, meaning they can walk, they will walk. Most of them will walk towards the fire, which is like the one thing that nature should have, you know, put into you from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Do not walk towards fire, like moths to a flame. Yeah, so like moths to a flame. <laughs> so you have like thirty to forty kids there that are all going to be grabbing yes. at fireworks so we have piles of fireworks mm -hmm. that people draw you know the adults are supposed to light but as things it progress degrades. kids start to grab mm -hmm. and then kids somehow get hold of lighters mm -hmm. and that those are the ones you're looking out for any kid with a lighter is definitely a threat to everyone because any kid running to where the firework launch pad is with something yeah. in their hand you know Things are about to get crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got some Roman candles for some Roman candle wars and stuff? Oh, my gosh. No. I had my kids the good old days. shoot some Roman candles last year, and I realized it made me so nervous that I'm like, I'm not buying them again. Yeah. Just like your kid hand, uh, handling an explosive. Are they right? even legal in the in? No, the I had time? to get them in Wyoming. Okay. And <laughs> it was just made me nervous. They're boom. You know how they make that popping sound? Yeah. I was just like, dude, this is stressing me out. I'm not yeah. doing this again. Mm -hmm. So Rob, all of the guys in Utah, you drive up to Wyoming because you can get the good shit up in Wyoming. <laughs> yes. Lotto tickets and yes. illegal fireworks. We've talked about this. There's stores that have it all in one stop for those yeah. Utah people who want to come up and get it all. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, in my state, the fireworks are legal, but I don't know it, like uh, how good North Carolina. I feel like that when you drive to South Carolina, when you cross oh, the border, that, like, that's where they they like they really like I'm like you gotta see what's going on here. Fire, get your fireworks. <laughs> um, well, that's the thing is is Utah. There are fireworks. Yeah, but they have a limit on what fireworks you can do. So in Wyoming. They sell the unrestricted, like there's no restrictions in Wyoming. 
so people go and get those. It's where freedom lives. South Carolina. <laughs> Wyoming. I guess South Carolina well, yeah. and Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, speaking of North Carolina, Rob, yes. had, had you been visiting that amusement park with the cracked? So, yes, yeah, so I saw that. that. That's actually in Charlotte. Um, okay. So uh, I live on the other side of the state uh, in Raleigh. Yeah. We're planning a visit to Charlotte uh, coming up soon, but we will not be going to the amusement park. And if we did, probably not on that roller coaster. A disturbing video of mm-hmm. that metal kind of like separating and grinding against each other as the thing went by. Probably fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just got found by people like making like TikTok videos. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. You would think that there'd be like a weekly inspection or Mm -hmm. walk around. Yeah. But apparently not. Uh, It's a good thing people are making these videos. Um, Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Danny, will you be checking out the Nathan's hot dog eating contest later on today? Okay, I saw how much money that guy has made. Chestnut, I think his name is, yeah. or something like that. Joey Chestnut. Lines. $4 million in total comp- competitive eating oh. money. That's how much he's won. I feel $4 like million. It, yeah. Um, you thought more? I thought more. Yeah. I mean, especially when you start, I mean, because he's been doing it for like, what, like 20 years? Yeah, but there's like, that like, much money in competitive eating? I mean, I feel like that when you divide it by years, I feel like. Uh, it's like decent money, but I mean, I feel like that he's like world famous. Okay. Well, that that's just, I think his prize winnings probably, I don't know if he's got endorsements from mm-hmm. like Hebrew national or something, but I mean, think uh, of all the free hot dogs he's eaten. $4 million to be able to scarf a dog. Uh, I don't know. Is that a good living? I don't know. Um, probably um, it comes at a expensive toll to his, uh, his body. Yeah, to his health. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. He's still the top imagine. guy, Joey Chestnut? I think he's still... I, I'm like, what time do you age out of competitive eating? Is there even a time when you can age out of competitive eating? Or I, can he? is it like golf? Um, I think there might be health concerns later down the road, or also it seems like opening your gullet like that as an older person. <laughs> gullet would, strain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gullet Rectal strain tearing. could be an issue. So yeah. I think that he, there probably is some, uh, and I think he has had people come and challenge him once in a while, but then he always steps up his game the next year, which is like, just yeah. like, dude, that's how you become the goat. The thing is, is too, like, is, is that it's like, we look at it and we're like, that's a fun game that he crams hot dogs in his face till he's so sick one time a year. No, he's doing that multiple times a week in preparation for this thing. Mm -hmm. Do you think he's had that conversation with his doctor where his doctor's like, Joey, I got to tell you just one more hot dog could kill you. But he's like, dude, I got to push it. Like I'm on top of my game. People have expectations. He's got a honk those dogs just yeah. one after another one after another well that, that's the thing too and he's probably got a team around him so it's like yeah. hey i'm yeah. joey chestnut and then it's like yo bro i'm your coach we're going to the gym i got 50 hot wieners ready for you to cram <laughs> down your throat and he's like right now i just barely won the last one it's like the no season, time to rest <laughs> next season starts the day after the championship you know that lebron's mm-hmm. always said that yeah and so then he's like in the gym fucking jamming hot dogs in every orifice. As he is the LeBron he of competitive eating though. For sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. But then he's got he's got like a dietitian too who's just like oh, for sure. Don't eat hot dog meat on your leisure time. Yeah. He's like, just only eat iceberg lettuce. You'll get all the nutrients and the protein and the carcinogens and everything from the hot dogs. So you don't need to eat extra of those. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that uh, Nathan's hot dog eating contest is going to probably kick off right around the time this podcast is ending uh, live, Perfect. I think around 1230 Eastern. Um, and while Joey Chestnut holds the record, 73 hot dogs in 10 minutes, uh, he has 15 titles Whoa. to his name. Whoa. Yeah, uh, I guess that um, there's uh, not as much money as I thought. Uh, first place today will get it's like 10 grand, $10,000. Yeah. yeah. So the Wait, fact how that much, he's how much ten grand that 10 was grand real? Grand. Yeah. yeah. See, he built up a four million dollar empire. I did see him holding a check though for like one point two. Mm. Uh, in the in the article I read. Yeah, okay. he probably won the lottery or something. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just like he bought so many Seven Eleven hot dogs practicing. <laughs> he'd always get a lottery ticket and eventually won. Yeah. Yeah. And that counts because he was eating hot dogs when he won yes, the lottery. Correct. Okay. All right, so that is uh, coming up later on today on this very big Fourth uh, of July. Uh, so let, let's talk about some of the other things uh, that are going on. And uh, this was a big story this week that the FAA has just given a thumbs up to a flying car prototype. Oh, I uh, saw that. Yeah. I saw the picture. I don't understand how it flies. It's jet propelled and it just. No, no, it's the a wings drone. don't pop out of it. It's a drone okay. that can also drive. And this is the annoying part about this. It having 25 miles this. an hour. Okay. No, no. The annoying part is that the article that we have, and this is typical with a lot of these articles about this story, is of other flying cars, especially the one that flew over in Europe, right? They don't actually show this one flying because it hasn't flown or I think even been built yet. It's just an approval to be built and a promise to have it done by 2025. But they claim it'll have a range of 110 miles on uh, flying and something like 200 something driving. Well, driving is, it only goes 25 miles an hour. So, is that true? Or are you making that no, up? No, that's tr- that's true. It's a slow moving vehicle, but they're like, you're not going to drive anywhere in this thing. You're going to be yeah. flying everywhere anyway. Exactly. So mm-hmm. you just, so yeah. So I don't know how this is going to work. Are they going to have to have landing zones for flying cars? And the predecessor to our show uh, from the seventies probably covered a similar story to this are we actually going to see a flying car in our lifetime? Like, it's like, I mean. So there like is so a flying car things. that works. Sure, it works. It's, it's the but one are in people, Europe. But they're not flying. People aren't, yeah, don't have people them in their garages. It. No, because the logistics of it, at least the one that they built over in, I want to say it was Prague or Hungary, yeah. is that it could fly, but you needed to drive it to the airport. Yeah. take it off on the runway, find mm-hmm. an airport, land it. And it was kind of bulky. It wasn't easy to park, wasn't sure. easy to drive. This one is trying to say, hey, look, this is more of like a drone. You can pick it up, you could land in a parking lot, and then you could drive to the restaurant, which is a block or two away. Mm-hmm. So there, this one is more of a practical flying car if you live in the city. Um, so they say, kind of what I think. yeah, so, so they say they haven't built it. This is just one of those stupid empty promises Yeah. Uh, that these car companies love to throw out. Yeah. Okay. So Danny, you're not excited yet. 
Not yet, but if they, I, I was excited. And in this article we have on the link we have, it shows those flying motorcycles with that look more like a drone with a seat in the middle. Yes. Those look super cool. Is and that actually think, going to be the area that we should expect there to be the most growth in this industry? I would think, but they cost there a lot, just as much as these ones. And I mean, who wants to fly something where there's four spinning blades within reach mm -hmm. while you drive. Uh, I mean, that's pretty crazy. But I would love to fly one of those drone motorcycles. They look way cool. Yeah. Um, Danny, you've uh, taken all these lessons to fly the helicopter. Right. Are you going to be like one of the early adopters when uh, these vehicles are ready? Yeah, I hope so. Uh, they did say so a lot of these do require a pilot's license. Oh, so. it's taking a deposit too. Oh, really? Oh, are you on the website, Tyson, trying to buy one? No, I've seen. I, like, I, this popped up and I was like, oh, this is hilarious. I can't believe people are still thinking flying cars are going to exist. There's just too much. There's too much involved with flying a car for a uh, regular citizen that it's not going to happen. And I think it's going to be very difficult because what all of a sudden, how many cars do we have in the U.S.? 600 million? I don't know. How many billions? So they're all just going to keep flying around and crashing and doing all like how, <laughs> like it's like, Oh, you turn 16. Here's your flying car. <laughs> like, no, like that's not happening. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're yeah. going to have like two wackadoos and then it's going to be the new like Titanic sub story. Oh no. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. People. Yeah. But I, I kind of get what Tyson's saying. It's just not practical for the average person to have a $300,000 flying car that they have to get a license for and the insurance is probably through the roof. And it's going to have so many restrictions on it. Yeah. yeah. Like you're so. going to, you're going to, it's, it's like one of those things where you like see it and you're like, whoa, that's awesome. And then you save up your money and you go in and they're like, okay, so here's the deal with these. They are very cool, but. Totally. You can only fly it on Mondays because the FAA won't allow any other days. And you have to fly it above 500 feet, but below 550 feet and <laughs> if there's any buildings taller than that anywhere within a thousand mile radius yeah you're not allowed to fly it yeah and you're just going to be like so i can't fly it and they're like essentially yeah it's a car but it only goes 25 miles per hour but it has the cap like let's say that like it's like tesla self-park where the first people that had self-parking on the tesla you'd self-park it and the establishment, if you did it like at a restaurant, they'd all be losing their minds. And this is what yeah. this flying car is going to be, is you're going to be like, watch, I'm going to hover, and then I'm going to bring it back down. And everybody's going to lose their minds and think you're the coolest guy of all time. But in all actuality, that's all you'll ever be able to it do. It would be cool thing. to go through the McDonald's drive-thru, get your food, and then just go straight up. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? That is particular know. experience. It would just be, a, it would just be such a, a flex. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, thanks. And then you're gone. I don't know why. To me, that stood out as like the cool thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's cool. But that you see, Danny is the demographic that he's buying <laughs> these things. And then he'll be on this show every week complaining about how stupid it is. I will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Danny, um, I hope you're not going to be complaining uh, if this happens, because uh, our gr our great friend Cameron Huntsman did a, a super chat to say, 
Danny, you like flying your drone. Would you be pretty frustrated that a flying car will destroy your drone and get hit in, uh, and get in the way? <laughs> I would consider that as just camera. You, know, you could just say that you didn't have game. to super chat that. I, uh, I think, you know, I worry about my drone when it's up in the air and helicopters. That's something mm-hmm. I think about all the time. And if I even hear a helicopter, I bring it down. But yeah, the sky was filled with these and delivery drones and everything. I, you're not putting your private drone up in the air because it's yeah. just going to get sucked into someone's like air intake. And yeah. then it's just going to cause massive chaos. So yeah, they probably outlaw anything that isn't some kind of AI drone at that point. In, in all seriousness, like, would, do you think that something like this could be like if there were like licensed drivers and it was almost like a, like an Uber where it would be like sort of like a pi- like pilots could potentially be like r- that would you know. be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah, like, that would be cool. Or even just like unmanned drones. Like we already can do that. Why not just have a drone come pick me up at my house and take? Yeah, me? like we all walk around with like overalls with those straps over the shoulders hooks. that are also drone hooks, and so they like <laughs> can fly down and hook you up on your overalls, mm-hmm. and then just fly you to your destination. Okay, well, you could probably just have made design a backpack uh, harness. Yeah, and then you could wear whatever you wanted. Uh, it, we already had a better idea than what these guys at the flying car With their thing. car. <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. They're like, well, what's the, what can we do as a business? Flying cars. Well, people have been trying flying cars for 50 years. I know. We're just going to get our administrative pay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do our first round of funding and then bounce. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we have a little bit of a sneak preview for something that's coming out later on this week. We talked last week about uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk potentially getting into the cage match, but Mm -hmm. uh, their next battle may come in the App Store, as it is expected that on Thursday, Mark Zuckerberg is going to unveil Threads, uh, the Facebook slash Meta alternative to Twitter, Tyson, will you be an early adopter on threads? Yeah, I have to for my job. I need to be. I have not been on. I'm not on Blue Sky yet. Which yeah, is, I didn't do that either. I, I, I Blue Sky. Uh, I'm not falling for that one. I need to sign up for it because you have to. But like, I, I mean, it's like remember when everybody was like, Twitter's dying. Everybody go to Mastodon or yeah. Hive. And so yeah. I have Mastodon and Hive. I never use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue Sky might be another one of those, but I feel like I should get on and utilize it. Um, I will try this one. Uh, and because you, you never know which one's going to take off. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to hold off won't. and just sign up for whichever one, Does whichever CEO wins the fight. <laughs> By yeah. the way, Italy, ha- Italy has offered the Coliseum wow. as Dude. a place to host the fight. That would be insane. Mm-hmm. That would be incredible. Then, you have to utilize the entire fight space by making them like run around and Thunderdome that shit. Oh my gosh. A big giant iron cage. Too, <laughs> yeah. too bad Tina Turner has left us because <laughs> she would be perfect to thing. host that yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. I got to watch that movie again. So good. Yeah. Mad Max and the Thunderdome for those of you that don't know what we're talking about. Uh, Tina yeah. Turner's finest. This is the new uh, Thunderdome. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. And Elon was training just yesterday with a bunch of UFC guys. So mm-hmm. he says he's got a lot of work to do to get into shape. And so whoever wins, I will download. I already have Twitter, but yeah. if 
Zuckerberg wins, I'll get threats. You will log back into your Twitter for the first time in seven years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Is this all ploy for Mark Zuckerberg to get Elon so distracted with training that uh, he can't respond to uh, Mark Zuckerberg moving in with the new Twitter killing app? This is what's happening is that uh, Mark Zuckerberg is watching Twitter and is like, Elon's like the king of Twitter and people really love him. He's probably not reading the comments and stuff. <laughs> right. The and beloved leader of Twitter. Yes. Yeah. He's, like, he's the <laughs> beloved. People really enjoy that he took over Twitter and mm-hmm. they love it. And every single time he tweets, it gets a trillion gajillion likes. So uh, I'll create my own and I'll be the king of that. And uh, he's very, very excited to finally be the king and be respected. Be the beloved leader. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if Mark Zuckerberg on Hive doesn't have his profile picture as sunscreen Mark Zuckerberg, Mm -hmm. he's already (laughs) lost. (laughs) Uh, I don't think he finds the humor in sunscreen uh, Zuckerberg. But that's the thing. If he did... We would appreciate it. We would appreciate it. Like yeah. that's the yeah. thing is that these these guys like can't laugh at themselves at all. And when they do, it's like at the wrong moment and it just feels <laughs> like forced. And so you're just like, you guys, like we appreciate that you're super mega rich. The problem is you haven't had a normal interaction with you're a unrelatable. normal human. Yeah, you're unrelatable, but also you don't know how to relate in any capacity. Like, it's not that you're unrelatable to us. It's that you're yeah, we unrelatable get to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's Romney's hot dog comment. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what's, your favorite, what's your favorite meat or something they asked? Yeah. He's like, hot dog. He's he like, said hot dogs. You're trying, trying way too hard to connect with the common man. Hot dog. I, I love that. I love that comment though. Hot dog. Hot what's dog. your favorite meat? Hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. Hot <laughs> dog meat. He's uh, in the spirit for the season, like Joey yeah. Chestnut. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This, I think, was at Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, there is a uh, new miniature Louis Vuitton handbag, uh, which oh, was that. sold at auction for $63,000. Uh, so the dumb. handbag is smaller than a grain of rice, uh, but you can look at it through a microscope. Yeah. It's pretty cool that they can make a handbag that small. Yes. But it doesn't seem like it's going to be very useful. Yeah. What can you put in it? You can't put anything in it. Or maybe you could find something even more microscopic and put it in there. That would be really cool. But I think that, like, if you're buying this, the only thing you can do with it is put a glass box with giant magnifiers around it as like an art installation. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have essentially art. I'd rather have a flying car. That <laughs> yeah, well, 25 sorry, miles an hour that the could road. maybe be like the down payment for the, the money oh, you spent yeah. on this. $63,000. Let the price rise, right? Mm-hmm. Let yeah. the price uh, go up and then use it, trade it in for my car. Listen, mm-hmm. can we start a company that mass produces these miniature handbags and then the value of this one just 
drops. Oh, you want to do like knockoff Louis Vuitton microscopic handbags? Yes, yes. Oh, that could be a big business. <laughs> we have to go to Shanghai to get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Going to the bathrooms yeah. in Shanghai. Like the fact that it even has like print on it and stuff is uh, is pretty impressive, probably. I Like I don't know what that entails anymore. Yeah. So, but I would not have, for me, there's no value in that. For yeah. someone, there probably is, and that's why it's $63,000, but yeah. This should be some sort of like a trap for then the person that goes to pay like the $63,000. It's just like, uh, okay, this person has too much money. Intervention. Yeah. Intervention. It's like Intervention they, yeah. or, yeah. It's, you go uh, in to pick it up, and all your friends are in the room, and they're like, we're staging an intervention, a spending intervention. Mm-hmm. This is like the most authentic case of the emperor's new clothes that we've ever seen in real life where it's not nothing, but it's the closest you can get. They're probably strolling down the street and they're like, check out my new handbag. You're like, we can't even see it. It's microscopic. Like $63,000. You need a microscope to even see it. Yeah. And you're like, okay, emperor's new clothes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, something that went to auction and, uh, went for, yeah, went for a, uh, a huge price, uh, that they, this auction house has also sold a $76,000 pair of Birkenstocks. What were they so special? Um, Jerry Garcia sweated into them. I don't know. They, They also did the big red boots. I think these were the same people that did that too. Big red mm. boots. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember uh, the boots. I forget what the name was. I almost bought a pair of those boots because they looked hilarious. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I won't ever really wear them. Yeah. Are there any other objects that uh, could be miniaturized and go for big money at auction? Well, the big red boots were like $1,000 yeah. a pair and they were big. Yeah. So you either got to go big with something that should be Like the big, be big hat. The big yeah, hat. Yeah, the big is hat. Dope. Listen, I think we should go with taller hats. So, Danny, imagine if your hat that you have on your head, the crown was like two inches taller. Hmm. Like this part? Yeah. I feel like your Nature with Tyson hat was like two inches taller right in that area. Okay, then four inches taller. Yeah, four inches taller. That's cowboy hat status, but without the cowboy hat brim. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Okay. Do it, Tyson. No, but it needs to be much higher to like in terms of like getting big money at an auction. Yeah. No, you you, you make the the tall, the tall hats that are just like a few inches taller. And then the company comes out with a 10 foot tall one. And that one goes to auction. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let's talk about uh, a woman who is making some headlines for being a uh, one of uh, the top worst airline passengers in the world. She had an epic meltdown uh, that is going viral. Have you heard about this woman? 
I was saw, wondering if we were going to talk about this. I yeah. saw it on TikTok yesterday, but I didn't turn the volume on. I just saw her march to the front of the airplane and then turn around okay. and yell at everybody. Here, let's can we watch see. it. Yeah, let me see if I can uh, pl- if I can play this for for everybody here. Okay, so uh, let me go let's go ahead and share that screen. And so let's listen to. Uh, she had a, a really epic meltdown on an American Airlines flight. OK, uh, let's see. And there might be some profane language uh, coming up in this. So, F-words. yeah, um, viewer discretion is advised. OK, mm-hmm. let's see what she had to say. OK, so she's a woman and she like has uh, she's on board a flight and she yep. has basically like walked uh, walked to the front of the plane. OK, you can I'm hear her, right? And there's a reason why I'm getting the fuck off and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two fucks, but I am telling you right now, that motherfucker motherfucker back there is not real. And you can sit on this plane and you can fucking die with them or not. I'm not going to. Okay. Okay. You know what this reminded me of right away? What? That uh, Twilight Zone, the only one I ever saw with the creature out on the wing. With William Shatner. Oh, is that who is the guy who yes. sees it out on the wing? Yeah, well, I, there was a, the movie and then the TV show. Yeah, well, on the TV so I, show. I don't know which one I saw, but it stuck with me for years. Like, mm-hmm. he was the only one that could see the thing out on the wing, and he was distressed at its presence, and nobody else would believe him. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what this made me think of. Yeah. yeah. I thought that this would be funny, when I saw her march to the front and yell at everybody, it's very sad. It is. And that's why I wondered if we would talk about it. Part of me was like hoping it was an ambient thing, right? Or a drunk thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a drunk thing. But and she sober- did slur her words a little bit. Yeah. yeah. A sober person making this declaration is a completely different type of thing. But what if? Yeah. What if she had some insight, like the guy who saw the thing out on the wing? to some invisible, you know, there's been all this UFO activity and she's the only one tapped into that. Mm -hmm. And there was really, truly a fake person, not real. Well, that's the interesting part of it. It's not just that that people yell on the airplane all the time, but she said that 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 MF -er Mm -hmm. back there isn't real. Who, so, who was she pointing to? Do that's we ever the thing. Know? We need to go all the way to the back and go around and be like, point out the one that's not real mm-hmm. and see where she goes. Like we needed a little more investigation. We also needed somebody to mm-hmm. help mean, her a little bit. I don't know. Like I, is yeah. It's part of like it is she she's pretty well day. put together. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So, that she's not like like unkempt. Like she is yeah. wearing. She didn't like, bring ten uh, cats onto the plane. Her hair is uh, is tied together nicely. Like she does not seem as though like uh, she like she seems like that she has gotten like dressed and put together for like this this trip. It's not like that she's been out in the wild for you know yeah. weeks at a time. It could will, be. An ambient mixed with alcohol I'm hoping. type this is the- scenario because, you know, people get on their flights and they're like, I got to knock myself out because I don't like flying or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like a bad mixture. Like, that's the only thing I can come up with for 
for this. Like, yeah. And this and, is the one story where I hope that's the case because that's the only, that's the good outcome. Is that's that the good outcome. Yeah. So I am secretly rooting for this person and hoping that they were on wow. something. It's very compassionate. The alternative Dan. is worse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Well, that's how I, I feel too. Um, that's why I didn't watch the video. I only read it because I knew that if I watched it, I would feel more sympathy for her. So I read the article two or three times. I'm like, I hope that she's on Ambien. Yeah. Otherwise, so my favorite part of the video is that when she says that MFR back there isn't real and yeah. in unison, everybody on the flight everybody does like turns. a 180, a turns back Ooh. the plane. Like, what are they going to yeah. see? Uh, yeah, but I, feel, I don't know. I would feel freaked out. So I, yeah. watching it made me feel freaked out. I'm like, if I was on that plane, I would yeah. be like, this is more disturbing than the guy trying to pee on people. Oh, because much more. I mean, much more because you can understand the pervert's motive for trying to pee on people. Whereas this one's like, I don't know can what's you, happening. Danny? Yeah, it can just seems to be a jet blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not me personally, but you can see it happening all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so let's say you calm her down and you're like, show us the person that's not real. Okay. And she walks you back. Is it creepier that she points at a real person is like that person's not real? Or is it creepier if she points at a blank space and says that person's not real? Gosh. Both are horrifying. Yeah. What um, if she just felt like, you know, the per- she was talking to the person, she felt like they were being like really fake. fake. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe someone was messing with her. Like I, I really do wish I knew who she was pointing mm. at. Like let's say she just she wasn't totally wasted, but wasted enough that the guy would like saying things uh was enough to convince her that he wasn't real. I don't know. There's a lot to this story that I I hope is true. Need more. I yeah. need more information. And the first thing I need to know is who she was pointing at. Okay. Yeah. It's unclear at this hour. Also, um, the plane, uh, even though she had said that the plane was going down, it did arrive safely at its destination. Wow. Did they subdue her or anything? They did not. She was allowed to get off the plane freely. She was not arrested, but the flight was delayed three hours after the incident. That's oh. interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Maybe uh, she knew that it was going to be a delayed flight. That's what she was feeling. <laughs> yes. That's what the fake person delivered. <laughs> told her. That was the message <laughs> that told her. <laughs> well, yeah. blessings to her. I hope that uh, she's okay. I hope she was on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Because that is scary if she's not. Yeah. She's not. So, yeah. yeah. I'm okay. sorry. All right. Um, so this is an interesting story that uh, I came across today about, you know, we always like to hear about, OK, what are the new trends? And so uh, according to this article that uh, Gen Z says that only boomers look at their phone and you scroll with their index finger. Let me check. Yeah, I usually scroll with my thumb. Yeah. And Middle finger feels, now that I've been told that a boomer does index, I feel like maybe subconsciously I'm doing just middle, but I feel pretty I do my. I do my, my thumb. Yeah, now that I'm holding the phone, yeah, I think I probably, I, I guess I'm Gen Z on this. I do. Yes. I do do my finger if I'm holding it with one hand and doing the other and I'm moving quickly, but also... I, yeah, I was um, going to say, I was going to make an ex, uh, an excuse for my painted fingernails. Uh, not really an excuse. Mm-hmm. 
but Bergen was, it was her birthday two weeks ago. She got this little pedicure kit. Girl that dad. Has, yeah. Yep, she has a pedicure kit. All you have to say. But listen, it's so awesome because anytime I get tired, I'm like, I need a pedicure refresh. Yeah, and she gets nice. this little foot bath out, puts warm water in it. I put my feet in it. I get a relaxing chair. She gets the lotion out and massages the legs and everything. Wow, wow. Then, then paints the nails. And then she's like, you want to, you want a manicure too? I was like, of course I do. So then, yeah. So anytime I need like a little chill, like half an hour, uh, it's pedicure time. That's very nice. Yeah. Um, so anyways, thumb. let's get back to By scrolling. the way, thumb. Definitely. It I don't know how thumb. you do index. How do you do index finger? You hold it with you hold it with it. one hand and then do it with the other. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's boomer no. way. Yeah. But I I do that way sometimes, but only if I'm like, yeah, sitting like this. Usually I do my thumb with thumb. one hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, so this was a survey that came out of um, the makers of Candy Crush. Didn't even know that was still out there. I don't know if that makes me um, a boomer or a zoomer, uh, zoomer because I didn't even know Candy Crush was still going. Yeah. Uh, but they say that this is actually a big deal. Uh, and according to the people that did the survey, they said that it's actually there are four out of 10 zoomers feel self-conscious if they are using their index finger on their phone. Wow. What a world we live in. You get bullied. Where did you lose your confidence? Well, I was scrolling with my index finger. I knew it was wrong. I was just hoping people didn't see it. And then they did. And then it became a whole like, yeah. You want to hear something weird that I do from time to time, even in public? I don't know. Do we? What, Danny? Um, I scroll with my nose. When I have gloves on. Uh, I'll do oh. this because I don't want to take the gloves off, right? And the whole react, like the glove thing, touch, this doesn't never works. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll go like this with my nose or select the camera with my face. No. So I don't <laughs> love that. But yes. sometimes it's the only way. And I'm thinking if index finger is bad, what does it mean when you're doing your uh, face to hmm. uh, to scroll? And Maybe that's like camera. trick scrolling. Why can't you just be like, hey, Siri, scroll up one. So you can do that. I turn Siri off, but you can tell Siri to open up the camera, right? That's sure. something she can't do, but I don't have that on. So when I need to open Maybe up the camera, should. the screen's too no, wet. You don't want Siri listening to everything. It says the guy who licks phones. Yeah. No, he stopped that. That was pre-COVID, Danny. Yeah, okay. But I'll, I'm going to have to keep doing this because- I don't think I've licked a phone for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're rehabilitated. <laughs> you're rehabilitated. Former, I, I, I would phone still licker. if 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 it called for a phone lick, I would still not be able <laughs> to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just where does that rank on their survey? I mean, face scrolling, face scrolling. Uh, face scrolling bad, I think that that is uncharted territory. Guaranteed pink eye. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. I'm really taking a risk there. Yeah, it's like are. holding you're a human taking, turd inches away from my eye. That's more of a risk than me licking it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, no. Rubbing it on your face. You're you're ingesting. You're this, rubbing it on your face. Like usually, just my nose. Like eh. yeah, but then that travels up to your eyes and stuff. I that would be risky. It's not really near my eyes. Let me yeah. see. Hmm. Yeah, my eyes clear. <laughs> All right. Well, in this survey, also they talk to uh, the generation known as the Boomers, and they mm-hmm. ask them. 
would you would you use your phone differently? And 61% said they would never consider their phone tapping technique, no matter the amount of societal pressure. I love the confidence. <laughs> there you go. That's something that younger generations don't have. Boomer confidence. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Because here's the thing uh, that they say that millennials, though, of all the generations seem more susceptible, more susceptible to ridicule. Yeah. Boy, this is a That's very wide-reaching study. This is like uh, attacks from one the makers generation of attack at the other. Yeah, way to open up the generational <laughs> wars. Candy <laughs> Crush this is, yeah, Candy Crush is at the center of it all. Do you think this is their ploy mm -hmm. to destroy humanity? Yeah, why are you like this, Candy Crush? Wars, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, then uh, we have the story of a teacher in Italy who finally was fired after being absent for 20 years. Why did they fire her? Uh, this is an ongoing legal battle uh, where this uh, secondary school teacher uh, just didn't show up for 20 years. Um, I'm confused. So mm -hmm. she doesn't show up for 20 years. Um, who's teaching her class? <laughs> who's yeah. writing her checks? Now she probably teaches a class on quiet quitting. Yeah. Because she's got so much experience. Yeah. They are claim that for just 10 years she was completely absent uh and then the other did they 14 know or years not know like did, did she sneak through the cracks somewhere i think that over the other 14 years uh that her absences were attributed to quote unquote sickness personal or family reasons hmm. she's like i became a teacher because i heard there was so much time off yeah she got 20 years she got greedy yeah, she did. She took it too far. And mm -hmm. when she was in class, it says here that she was unprepared and inattentive and students refused to take part in her class. As she was distracted by her phone, probably scrolling with her index finger, that was the distraction to the students. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is a pretty good, uh, you know, even if they fire her now, I mean, she got 20 years. Yeah, yeah that's still Sweet. fine. It's the perfect crime. Is she getting her severance or retirement? Uh, probably full package. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, she, she is saying that she uh, had a freedom of teaching. Uh, that was uh, mm -hmm. what she claimed is uh, the, you know, the, the motive behind a lot of this. Well, now she's a freelance journalist. Very freelance. So she was a freelance cool. teacher. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. Okay. Did she ever go in? It sounds At like times. she did. I just... I just, yeah, I read that the students didn't like her, mm -hmm. which is so weird because you would think that someone with that much free time would we come up with the greatest learn. lessons. Right. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> that would be the best case scenario, right, Tyson? You have a teacher that's like barely never shows up. Yeah, that's best case because now you're getting a sub, which means that you can all switch instruments in band class and your sub has <laughs> no <laughs> idea what's going on. That's what we used to do. Yeah. So... We were like, they're like, a sub is coming into band class today. And we're like, switch them up. And then they'd be like, hey, play this song. And they'd be like, that doesn't sound like that at all. It's like, yeah, we're all kind of new to the instrument we're playing right now. It's the only Eagles. time I got to play drums. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you uh, have you played them since? Ooh, not really, no. no. 
Okay. I only played them when the subs, I played the saxophone or the uh, drums when the, there was a substitute teacher and I played the tuba or the, tr- or the uh, baritone when we had our regular teacher. At least the subs were wow. there. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, and then, you know, we have not talked a lot about, uh, there's been a lot of UFO news over oh the gosh. last couple of weeks. So much. Uh, it's just been everywhere. And uh, we haven't covered it. There's been too much other stuff going on. It's almost like that there's like too many UFO stories to cover. But mm-hmm. I do have one today uh, that has been circulating about a an Italian UFO crash that happened 14 years before Roswell. Uh, Danny, did you see this one? I did. The uh, This guy claims that he was part of a group either researching or recovering crash material just before the Second World War, I believe, mm-hmm. and that eventually the U.S. came in and took all of it and took it back to the U.S. Why did we and this, take everything? Because it seems like we have all of the crash material mm-hmm. after, I mean, people testified a couple of weeks ago in front of Congress that we had crash material. Yes. Then certain senators and congressmen also testified that they had heard we had crash material. And then this guy came out to jump on the bandwagon and say, yeah, that's Italy's crash material, or at least some of yeah. it might be. But then here's what I don't understand. How are these UFOs, they make it all the way here to Earth, and then they crash here? Whoa! Whoa, <laughs> gravity, man! Yeah. It's been like <laughs> a thousand light years since I had to deal with this, at least at this strength. And I could get yeah. it a little bit more if it was a drone, because, Danny, you, uh, even you admit, yeah, like, oh, these yeah, things yeah. crash all the sense. time. Yeah, yeah. that's why I'm, I'm still fighting for the drone theory. Mm-hmm. Um, is because that makes sense. But as someone pointed out, I had a discussion about UFOs just a couple of days ago. If you had the ability to, and we have talked about this, transfer your consciousness, right? Keep it stored in a machine, send it across time and space, then mm-hmm. rebuild your biological body. Maybe you Octopuses. could have a body. Yeah, octopuses or whatever. And, but the problem is you're like, whoa, dude, I haven't used my opposable thumbs for like a thousand light years. And then you try to fly it and you're like, Italy, oh no, watch out and crash. Okay, mm-hmm. so... If the yes. atmosphere is completely different than anything else the aliens have ever experienced and the grav- gravitational pull is different and their machines aren't calibrated for such an environment, maybe? Is that too that far would be, of a stretch? That, that seems insane. Because okay. these are, in a lot of cases, at least people say organic creatures, you mm-hmm. know, that can breathe our atmosphere. So they should be familiar with how to navigate through it. Gravity is something they encounter during their entire trip, especially if they've gone through like a wormhole or something. Mm-hmm. They've, they've dealt with stronger, uh, stronger tidal forces. Uh, so the fact that they crash here, I just think they lose remote connection, like me in the ice tunnel. I think mm-hmm. they're like, oh, dude, I just lost connection mm-hmm. through the wormhole. And then when they get it back, it's crashed in Italy. Like, ah. All right. Another lost drone. Another lost drone. Um, All right. Well, uh, we'll see. But I feel like that we're getting closer and closer to. I think that, you know, they're eventually just going to say, like, uh, the aliens are here. So... And they're flying in planes. Yeah. And the lady was right. Yeah. <laughs> that MFR is not even real. He was not real. The government knew you he was on believe that flight. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So our... Let's go to the alien planet and their leader and everybody's up in arms. And they're just like, this guy has been ruling us for a thousand years and he's crashed Garlock. so many drones and it's cost yeah. the taxpayers. Uh, <laughs> uh, ruler Garlock has cost the taxpayers over 98 
trillion googlogs. Googlogs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, just so he can get human porn. Just so, yeah. And everybody's <laughs> so mad. And, but they're saying human porn, but in all actuality, all it is is. Which would explain yeah, why he flew to Italy, the Bunga Bunga party. <laughs> yes. Off the hook. The Bunga Bunga party. According to the previous president. Mm-hmm. Uh, so trying to get in on some of that action, probably was hovering it right outside that guy's house, Berlusconi, and then just crashed when he got too excited handling the drone. Mm hmm. So Garlarg is probably out. Yeah, we're yeah. still going to be getting drones because of the delay. That's true. Supply he's chain? been out, he's been yeah. out for 700 light years, but <laughs> it takes 800 light years to fly to our planet. So he's got his own personal drones hovering outside of all sorts of awesome Still coming. Parties. They're still coming. They're still coming and, and broadcasting. he's been out for almost 100 light years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this story uh, also says that the uh, Vatican was involved. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Right? Garlarg mm-hmm. had an agreement, a broadcasting <laughs> agreement with the church. Well, the Pope, I think, was in, he was involved with a cover up. Yeah, that could easily be. The last thing the Pope needs is mm-hmm. evidence Aliens. of extraterrestrial life. Yeah, that will bring down their entire operation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't hey, be distracted. Uh, sorry. Danny. Yeah, Yo. you're the adventurer here. You let's say you're just like out listening to your neighbor mowing their lawn at 10 p.m. Oh my gosh. You're sitting yeah. out there, and all of a sudden, this alien spacecraft just materializes in your backyard. Okay. And somebody steps out, and they're humanoid-ish, but wonky. Like, like people have said, aliens, you know, whatever the description is a little (laughs) bit. And they turn on their voice translator and, or their translator on their throat. And they're like, uh, human man, we can breathe and everything is great. Would you join me on my spacecraft? We will go back to the alien planet. I will bring you back in two days time. Would you run in and be like, Liz, I'll be back in two days. They've like got tin seems- foil in their windows. <laughs> no, it's like a real alien. This sounds like something you would agree to. Okay. Well, first of all, never follow the aliens to a second location. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> so I mean, true. Rule number Come one. On. Get in my ship. I yeah. don't know. Come that on. sounds super. Yeah. But what if molested. it looks so rad? Tyson, has anybody ever come back and be like, hey, you'll never guess where I was? They fed yeah, me they do all the time. hot dogs. No. You never get that story. It's always no, like, it's always like, cold yeah, they, metal probe. Yeah. yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. You, you get people coming back, but they're always like, they put needles in my eyes and probes <laughs> in my anuses. Yeah. Uh, by or the way, they're like, or they're like the probes are not real. They just put needles in my eyes. The, those MF probes are not real. <laughs> by this the way, thing's this gonna story, crash. To the, get off the saucer. That you're telling Tyson did kind of happen in Las Vegas just a month ago. Oh, I don't know if you guys saw that story. Which one? Mm-hmm. So there's a call from some people in Las Vegas to the police saying, "Hey, there's two eight foot creatures standing in our backyard." Oh, yeah. And they had police stationed outside. The- so the police came and as the police are rolling up, there's a bright light in the sky that zips away. Yeah. Very. Sus- OK, here, this isn't even the part that feeds all the conspiracy theories around the world. 
So the cops interview this person. He describes two eight-foot figures in his yeah. backyard, large eyes. Uh, they're not threatening, but they're just standing there. The cops at the time are recording on their chest with video everything that's happening. The minute they walk into the backyard where supposedly the spacecraft was and the two creatures were standing, the video is black. They cut the video. And they cut it claiming that it was some kind of privacy issue. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I'm like, the worst thing you could do the worst thing you could do or best thing to feed conspiracy is to cut the video footage mm -hmm. right there at the moment when the discovery, you know, is supposedly going to happen in the backyard. Yeah. This dash cam. Uh, yeah. Lots yeah. of reports of this. Absolutely wild that they cut the video and then claim that it was for privacy reasons. I've watched cops enough to know and seen enough criminals jumping fences that in the backyard that. that they don't care about that. But on this video, they cut it right at the moment when you want to see what happened in that backyard. Mm -hmm. So there it is. Okay. I don't know what to make of it, but there it is. That could happen, Tyson. And no, I'm not following the aliens to a second location because that will never end well for yeah. me. I mean, Vegas is probably a hot spot for uh, all mm -hmm. across the galaxy. I right? mean, the bright lights, the Luxor is has that giant beam going up into yeah. outer and, space. And what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas is not just an Earth yeah, saying. Yeah, for the body cam uh, the for the police officers. are saying it too. as well, yeah. yeah. Aliens like, are like, if you want to visit Earth, go to Vegas. If you want a good public probing, mm -hmm. you can do it in Vegas all weekend long. Yeah. And yeah. you don't have to tell Garlog about it uh, when you get <laughs> home. All right. Danny, are you ready for another edition of your galaxy famous bolt hole? Let's do it. Okay, here are we, we go. Blasting this one out to the. Welcome to my bolt hole. I think you're gonna like it. I think you're gonna feel you belong. I'm going to talk about this story because I think that it follows a theme we've been discussing, and that is weaponizing surveys to attack generations you don't agree with. Okay. All right. right? From the makers of Candy Crush. Right? It's like everyone loves to come up with a good survey that makes fun of the generation they hate most, whether it's boomers, Generation Z, millennials, mm -hmm. obviously not Generation X because we're awesome. But a study was done that showed that three in 10 Americans have menu anxiety. Menu anxiety. Yeah, oh, well, I know what menu anxiety. Yeah, what is, is. it? Is that, be is that uh, because you've experienced it, Tyson? No, but I can I can already feel what it is. So menu anxiety. You go to a restaurant. All three of us go to a restaurant. Okay, and it's uh, let's just we'll make it easy for people. We're at cheat. We go to Cheesecake Factory that has like a oh the page worst. Menu. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There you go. Already anxiety sets in for some people, but. Some of us don't have it yet. We're scrolling and scrolling and looking. And then we're like, okay, cool. I think I got what I want. And then Rob's like, I'll have this. And I was like, I was going to get that. Now I look like a copycat. I want I want everybody <laughs> to really make my own that. decision. And then you're like, well, let's just, yeah. So is that it? Is that uh, menu yeah, anxiety? So it's overwhelming, yeah. Yeah, so boomers in, a, in an attempt to find something to ridicule Gen Z and millennials about obviously paid for this mm -hmm. because only 15% of Gen X and baby boomers experience this. But 41%, so near half of Gen Z and millennials, 18 to 43, mm -hmm. experience this menu anxiety. 
Yeah, it's because the boomers get the same thing every time yeah. and they go to the same restaurant every time. And they they're can't like, taste food because they're so old that it all tastes the same. Yeah. Wow. Like, they don't have a refined palate. That's science, Rob. I think that I have menu science. anxiety. Yeah. I can see. Yeah. If if I were to guess one of us three had menu anxiety, it would be you, I give off big menu anxiety energy. You sure do. <laughs> I just but don't want to get the get wrong thing. It. Yeah. You uh-huh. get through it, but still like- you just uh, listen, Rob. You go into a restaurant, and you can say, "Okay, I'm gonna. T- I'll. I want to try something. Choose something that looks delicious. Mm-hmm. And if it misses, the, if there's multiple things that look delicious, just make an attempt to go back to that restaurant at some point. Yeah. If, if the thing you get wasn't delicious, you don't need to go there ever again. Like that's. I- yeah, I have a lot of anxiety in my life about weird things, but this is not one of them. I can look at a menu. Which and is insane because Danny will not eat homemade food, but he'll eat from homemade food yeah. from a restaurant. Like, I don't even get upset time. when Taco Bell or Del Taco hands me a meal that isn't even close to what I ordered. Honestly, I don't care if it's wow. edible. See, I'll eat it. And I think a large part of that is that I I don't know. I'm not like a foodie. I'm not like someone who just sits there and like, tongues the food and it lets it dissolve on you know on my palate so i can Mm -hmm. separate the many flavors and examine Mm -hmm. the notes i'm like dude garbage in garbage out yeah yeah, give me that yellow five i think that i also i get a little uh greedy because uh like i want especially with my family uh i want them to all get something i would like also because i feel like (laughs) there's a high chance that they're not going to finish what they're good. So I feel like I've got like, you know, more shots at this. I'm mm. like, okay, maybe I didn't get the right thing, but then maybe my wife or my kids might get something that I like and they're not yeah. going to actually finish it. And so it's like investing. Yeah. You're like it's a little bit of like, uh, yeah, I'll try a little of this, try a little of this, try a little of this. Yeah. That's not okay, Rob. I know. <laughs> I mean, great. You've just fed I, yeah. his anxiety. Like, but you, no, don't, like, I, uh, but you don't I, like chicken nuggets. I, I, I do, uh, but, then, but, but I don't love Your kids. Don't get chicken nuggets every time. No, they suppose they get like, so what my wife orders for them. Uh, and mm. she'll like, oh. uh, like they'll have like the Mac and cheese and, uh, two Mac and cheese. Like, well, why'd we get them the same thing? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I do understand that. Or we'll get a Mac and cheese and, uh, uh, you know, uh, fettuccine Alfredo. Like two that's pastas. yeah. Two pot. Like that's not I, what I, I wanted. That. I get yeah. what Rob's saying. Well, is well, if somebody's just taking the steering wheel and ordering without their consent, then yeah, you could do the ordering for them. But uh, and I mean, with everything, like now's the perfect time for you to just step in and do the ordering. <laughs> yeah, be like, I got uh, this. I got You're this. Like, it would be yeah. a good timing for that. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, we always ask our kids, and we're like, here's, what do you want? Here's all the options. What do you want? And then uh, sometimes they'll answer us and sometimes they don't. And uh, either way, I've already settled into eating one adult meal and two kids meals. It's pretty good. Um, Danny, is the solution to menu anxiety, you want to go last? You want like last licks? I I think that might help, but I don't suffer from it. But going last might help because sometimes I'll put two or three things in my mind that I'll get. And then let other people kind of like chip away at that list and then get whatever's left. So right. that could help. Tyson, See, so you don't, you don't like to order the same thing that somebody else at the table has. No, I don't mind. That doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. So I'm going to get what I want. Um, 
It only bothers so. me if my wife gets the same thing as me. Like it's like, hey, we're like we're salmon brothers now. Uh, the, you know, we're we're in this together. I don't like it when my wife gets the same thing as I got. Yeah. Like this is silly. Why we got two of the same thing? We yeah. could have got two different things and split it. Okay. Yeah, so, I get well, that. I don't want to share with you. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, it's a battlefield. Like now, it's all making sense why you're so stressed out. But Rob. The, Tyson, this is like at the poker table, and you want to be like, uh, like, where, where's the dealer button for like who gets to put in their orders first? Who gets to put in first. You want to be think, on the button. So, I don't mind ordering first. I like ordering first. I probably like ordering first more. Uh, but I think, and Danny, he likes letting people chip away at the thing. I don't like if I've gone. I don't mind either. If I'm going to a restaurant that I've never been to before and I have three things and the server seems like they have a good uh, idea of what's going on at the establishment, I'll give them the list of three things and be like, bring which one do you think is the best out of these three? Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, oh, this one. I'm like, bring it. Bring it. Yep. Done. Bring it forth. Yes. So. You know, that little bit of engagement goes a long way. They remember you forever. And then who knows what kind of friends you'll become in the future. Wow. Well, it turns out that, the you know, it was pretty close, to, uh, those numbers, to our friend group. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there yeah. you have it. Okay. Try and get over it. I don't know if there's some counseling you can go to if you suffer from menu anxiety, but <sighs> I hope you get the help you need. Okay. Yeah, I hope you do too. All right. There so. you go. Um, Danny, what's coming up for you? Boom. Lots of booms. And then smelling like smoke and sulfur and eyes dry from all the smoke, smoke bombs. I don't know why we do so many smoke bombs. Mm-hmm. On it, Those are the worst. Make you smell like a fart. You can't, you can taste it. It's in your eyes. I mean, just for me, all I can think about, got to keep kids safe for the next 12 hours. No, you got this. Yeah. Danny. 12 hours. Yeah. Going to be working hard at that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good luck. Um, Tyson, what's coming up for you? Um, I today am going to the baseball game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so American, right? To go to a that baseball is game. So American. Yeah. Like I was like, you should be going up to the baseball game. I bet they have a baseball game at the beast stadium and they probably are doing fireworks up there. Yeah, too, I have parking anxiety. That's my anxiety. Oh, yeah, yeah so, I have driving and parking anxiety if we're being real. Like I'm not going to a game. Where am I going to park? Well, I have connections with the Diamondbacks. They're putting see, me in See, the, that would make me a lot happier. But They're putting mm-hmm. me in the VIP parking and they're giving me the VIP tickets. Yeah, that's very so nice. Very right now, you're nice. the most American out of all three of us. You're probably so, going to be... Going to the baseball game. game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... I am the current record holder of the Oreo sandwich cookie from your forehead to your mouth at Chase Field. Proudest achievement. Over a decade of face Oreo competition. And I am going to try to break my own record. Okay. So are they going to have you out on the field? They'll have me somewhere filming me. And you didn't practice, right? I have not practiced because Uh, you could waste the good one. I could waste that's the good one. That's how it one. works. I could waste the good one. 
Have you no golf, Danny? And you like hit a hole in one. Well, and golf that is doesn't different. Matter. Golf is different. Okay, golf relies on like you only have a couple good shots in any golf round. So that's what I'm saying. Stuff. You only have a couple good I don't know, Oreo forehead I, flips. Okay, uh, you know you're the pro, Tyson. I guess now I'll defer to you. Yeah, that's a great analogy. We'll so see. I mean, it. my last record is like four seconds, three or four seconds, because I, I flipped, missed, flipped, missed, flipped, and caught. I think I caught it on my third flip. So I got to catch it on my first or second flip to beat my record. You've got this. You got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck today, Tyson. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a little nervous, but I think we're going to be okay. And then Marlo's birthday is tomorrow. Happy early birthday to Marlo. Yeah. And we have a birthday party for her on Saturday. So, and we're just renting out a city pool because it's awesome to just rent out a city pool all for yourself. Mm-hmm. Make all the city folk watch as and you then, enjoy the pool. And then have the ice cream truck show up. Oh, even better right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people's minds are blown. They didn't even know that you could do that stuff. And I was like, if you find a business that does a thing, they'll do a thing privately if you pay them. <laughs> yeah. We'll do that, a private yeah. podcast Good for people theory. if the price is right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll show up to their house and record it mm-hmm. at their uh, at the makeshift studio, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Why not? Danny's okay. not in. No, no, I'm in. No, yeah, no, I'm definitely in. in. Yeah, All right. Danny's in. Okay. All so. right, uh, and then we had another uh, great recap of Claim to Fame uh, last night, week two, Ooh. two weeks in. Really? Was yeah. it better than the Tom Hanks nieces? Uh, uh, I thought no, no. The first episode was better, but it's been a fun start to the season for Claim to Fame. So check that out over Good. on robhaswebsite.com. Thank you so much for joining us for News AF. We'll be back uh, next Tuesday with more News AF. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. We did it, guys.